In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in news and politics. Happy Monday. Today, we're going to start, get right in with the Grammys touch base. Brian, pop culture expert, rate yeah. last night's Grammys on a scale from one to 10. Well, honestly, so this was the first Grammys with COVID because it actually last year's Grammys was like one of the last things that was totally. like really happening. And I think they did. a. I think it was a really entertaining. The Grammys are also like my favorite award show just because it's all performances mostly. And I think yeah. they've really sort of just leaned into that. And like they do like the pre- the pre- like the the awards and shit like very quickly. So like it started off and like I think it was really I think they like adapted to the time. I think it's probably one of the best adaptions for me, you know. They they learn from I the agree, Oscars yeah. in a way that the Oscars will seem to, seems to never learn from. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, the, but so yeah. speaking of the performances, we were talking about how we did see some this morning. Like, of course, uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion performed WAP. Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. won like a bunch of awards last night. Amazing. But there was some once again, like after the video came out, there was some weird like pearl clutching about the video. And then again, last night, people had no mm. problem with like Dua Lipa's performance. Yeah. Compared uh, so, to uh, yeah, like you watch you watch both. So Dua Lipa performed first. Honestly, it was everything. I loved it so much. <laughs> you love her so, so much. good. There was like three outfits. It, it was everything that like a, a gay man needed from a pop star. Like she had three reveals. Like it was like a big trench, and then it was like a, a blazer, and then it was just like a top and a like a bottom. I don't even know what to call it. When you were it like, did amazing. anyone watch the Grammys? I was like, I watched your Instagram stories. It was basically yeah. the same. <laughs> She was just like long hair, stunning. Like I, it was beautiful and perfect. And I think the reaction was pretty generally. Oh my god, that was awesome! Like what a pop star! Like becoming a pop star, or whatever. Yeah. But then you see Cardi B and Meg The Stallion have a very similar. Like obviously it's different music, but like I think the amount of gyrating is you know the Equal. same <laughs> yeah. the amount of skin is the same but there was these like you said pearl clutching i remember i was looking at like comments on instagram of like the, the people posting about each of them and people being like oh my god dua lipa mm-hmm. and then it was like cardi b and megan and it was like there's clearly so much that people need to just work on because it's really just your perception and these women are doing yeah. exactly what they're supposed to be doing and they can do whatever the fuck they want it's really all about your reaction that you need to work on like yeah. you, they don't need to do shit <laughs> it reminds me of like you know if like a person like if like a woman with like big boobs wears like a deep v-neck she looks like a slut but like if you're completely flat chested nobody says she looks like a slut it's just because you're over sexualized like black women are over sexualized and historically have been framed in like even like 
really like deviant ways. So there's like that weird association. And then it's like, oh, but look at look at the nice white lady is Dua Lipa's white, yeah. right? Yeah, Dua Lipa is like, she's, yeah, I'm not Albanian. sure. She may be like, yeah, she's from like she's Kosovo white passing, too. Which I think is the, yeah, which is definitely yes. the point. Yes, exactly. And that's the other, but like if I was going to take, to take issue with anything, it was the fact that Cardi B was probably lip syncing for the, for the first portion of it. And yeah. so that's my only issue that I would have been commenting on. I've been like, well, Meg, Meg the Stallion was rapping and. Dua Lipa was singing. That's when I would say something. It's about. Right. The, it's about the. It, but that's about the skill, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Ben Shapiro just needs to like find something else to talk about. They don't have anything oh. to talk about because Joe Biden hasn't. Their their main thing lately is that they're so furious. Joe Biden hasn't held a press conference and. Yeah, well, it's all those oh, people yeah. being like, "Is this is this the music industry that. now? Is this?" They like, do oh, that just, every year. Honestly, pro clutching always backfires, and you look like an idiot. Like. 10 minutes later like always that was a that was pretty acute when i was watching the tiger woods documentary and like i'm thinking like watching what he got kind of like brought down for is like having a complete like completely consensual affairs like everyone and it destroyed his career and now his whole scandal looks we're watching this documentary like it looks incredibly quaint compared to like some of the shit we've seen from (laughs) other men (laughs) yeah harvey wines like all the like right. all the guys who brought down who got brought down during Me Too, with the exception of like Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yes, and our next topic, <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. Well, this is just especially stupid because this is especially stupid. All post Me Too. Exactly. So today we're going to give an update on the allegations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Then we'll cover the murder of Sarah Everard and the women's activism it spurred in London and across the world. One thing first, Sammy, I meant to tell you so many people after the episode we did last Thursday with Millie and you were like, after they listened, they're like, fuck it, I'm, I'm eligible. I'm going to get the vaccine. There's no reason oh, to wait. And that was so nice to hear. We're getting and everyone their vaccinated. Yeah, doing yeah. our part. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's check on our our governor here in New York. Oh, yeah. There are rising calls for Andrew Cuomo's resignation after the most senior members of New York's congressional delegation called for him to step down. These asks followed a sixth accusation that Cuomo reached underneath an unnamed female aide's blouse and fondled her behind closed doors. That's a crime and has been referred to law enforcement at this point. Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Chuck Schumer said in a statement last week, I'm going to read what they said, due to multiple credible sexual harassment and misconduct allegations, it is clear that Governor Cuomo has lost the confidence of his governing partners and the people of New York. Governor Cuomo should resign. I wanted to read that sentence because it's pretty important for understanding what you, why you ask somebody to resign. It's not because it's clear they've committed a crime. It's because they no longer have the confidence to govern even though we kept that president around for four years, it's pretty hard to believe. Basically, all of the representatives from New York uh, that are Democrats, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Bowman, Jerry Nadler, Carolyn Maloney, have all called on the governor to resign. Neither Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris have made a statement yet. In response to these calls, Cuomo said on Friday that he will not bow to cancel culture. (laughs) Somebody explain to me why this is not cancel culture. (laughs) I'm so fucking sick of that term. Like, it's just... Like, I don't, I'm so fucking sick of it. It's meaningless. I mean, being, having consequences, how many fucking times do we have to say it? Everyone knows. Having consequences to your actions that are potentially illegal, but definitely unethical and definitely inappropriate, at least, that's just called a result. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cancel culture equals 
results of my actions. Right. It's just consequences like time, time for my passed <laughs> and the consequences yeah. came. So the thing that I've been thinking about this weekend is it's not like Cuomo is an amazing governor whose resignation would be like a tragedy for the state of New York. A long report by uh, New York Magazine's Rebecca Traster that came out last week details years of an abusive, toxic work environment where the governor's office basically bullied people constantly. Uh, They created an environment of fear where nothing really gets done. If people are scared of talking to their boss and asking questions, they don't. And then they blame everybody else and nothing gets done. And that's it's bad when that means that the people of New York don't get what they need. So Cuomo was constantly trying to finesse projects to ensure he'd get the optimal personal benefit. Like whenever he wanted to just take a weekend trip somewhere, he would be like, find me some photo op in this place. I'm sure that happens a lot. I think they all do that. That Yeah, I'm sure that happens a lot. But he, of course, this culminated in the nursing home desk and the piece sort of outlines why that cover-up happened and why the culture that the governor and his aides fostered led to that happening in the first place. The article also notes that at the height of the pandemic, Cuomo ignored experts and drove out nine of the state's 10 public health officials. And a Columbia University study found that Cuomo's basically pissing contest with de Blasio and the delay that that caused likely cost 17,000 lives. I remember this at the beginning where this always happens in New York, where de Blasio would say, I'm going to shut down schools because he was getting a lot of pressure. And then Cuomo, just to show his his power, would be like, you can't do that. I have the power to shut down the schools. It's me. So then we would wait like days to a week for that to happen. So we're at a point with this governor where not only are there six very credible allegations of misconduct and sexual harassment, these things that I've just listed short of the nursing home cover-up aren't necessarily um, like impeachable or resign-worthy offenses. They're just proof of like bad government governance. And my question is, how much longer are we going to like put up with this brutish patriarchal style until we realize it literally does not work? Here's the, here's the rub, I guess, is that for Democrats, there's it's like, why are we the ones who have to like turn on our own and make our own people resign. So I think that a lot of I think that a lot of the resistance that you see to people who don't want Cuomo to resign is because of that. It's like the un, they're totally. responding, they're prioritizing the unfairness of the system over like the right thing to do in the situation. But like first of all, anything anytime you bring Cuomo and de Blasio into something, it's like those are the two like you have two horrible sides of right. A di- I don't know. De Blasio is no like, angel. Yeah. De Blasio was fucking horrible. And when someone told me De Blasio <laughs> wanted Cuomo to resign, I was like, he should stay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was my reaction. I fucking hate Bill De Blasio because Bill De Blasio was completely incompetent. Like, let's just like start there. Like the incompetent guy telling Cuomo to resign, like when they obviously hate each other and like just cause drama all the time between the two of them, like. You should both go. Really. Right. Cause it was also de Blasio but, not saying, Oh, like not, I don't know. I don't know whose fault yeah. that was, but I think that they both contributed to delays that caused totally. death. But because they wanted to fight with each other, same thing with the subway. Yeah, but, yeah. but the other thing with Cuomo is that another story came out that he like kind of was calling County exec. He you know, he had his vaccine czar call, like who was running the rollout in New York, calling County executives to like gauge their loyalty to Cuomo I put this in the morning announcements this morning and it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, that sounds a lot like the Ukraine call. No, like yeah. it's literally like, how is that? Okay. How is that? Yeah. Okay. I know. I, I was... hope, I hope that the next um, Ryan Murphy's season of like revenge 
you know, the feud, it should be Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo. That would be so great. Oh my gosh. They're both just like, this yeah. is the thing. Like, it's like that Spider-Man meme where they're both just like pointing at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, also, completely. I wonder if there is this thing with, you know, New Jersey and New York where we glorify this tough guy image. I don't think it really happens in other parts of the country or like I think that they glorify it as well. Like we like people who are bullies and are like, you know, like tough, like Tony Soprano, I've you know, all of those like good fellas bullshit things like men glorify that shit. Yeah. And they are most of the time terrible fucking people. <laughs> and so like Andrew Cuomo being You've this tough <laughs> guy and getting glorified all last year. It's like, no, he's actually just kind of a, a fucking asshole and i think like it's it kind of goes into our next story too but like I, it, like it's like bringing like not holding toxic bad men accountable and and they're so used to being glorified that when they are held accountable they're like i'm not fucking doing shit like i'm not resigning i'm not going away like i think it's just even like a whole idea of we need to be we need to hold these people accountable to change that perce- perception like of you can't just be a fun loving mm-hmm. awful bully <laughs> fun loving bully and just get away with bad shit yeah there that- are even stories in there of people being like my boss was really nice to me and then one day he just completely turned and they, they would describe it as like they would inhabit Cuomo and just like his aides would just like rage at people. And then the story also, the man who designed the new hall at Penn Station, I didn't know this. He died by suicide after like months of needling and aggressive bullying from Andrew Cuomo to finish Moynihan Hall. His partner says that he had a history of mental illness, but his partner was like, this is why this is what absolutely what pushed him over the edge. Yeah, I mean, mental yeah. illness is like a spectrum and think like, you know, there are traumatic causes of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. I did not know that. But like, OK, this is sort of, you know, and we've had Liz Plank on and we've had her on. We've had her mm-hmm. on afternoon tea. This is her whole thing mm-hmm. that she talks about. It's that like this toxic culture of masculinity is not only harmful to women. It's and just society It's harmful to the men who do this behavior that they have to keep ratcheting it up. That's why they yeah. like. Like that this is this it's the only way that they perceive that they can get power and that they can win. And it is this tough guy persona, especially in New York and Jersey, like that's a very glorified, like that's the archetype mm-hmm. of, you know, that yeah. like a tough guy. Right, totally. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts 
gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This is happening with Cuomo and a potential impeachment trial, right while vaccine distribution is like as important as it ever has been. Do we have any fears that this will impact vaccine distribution? I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Because here's the thing, like organizations, administrations, they're just humans. Like think about if we as betches, obviously they are much better staffed than we are. But (laughs) let's say like we're trying to roll out our new branding tomorrow. Imagine if in the middle of that, we had a huge scandal where it came out that me or someone, someone did something very bad Mm -hmm. that would distract (laughs) every single person in the organization from the priorities. Like it's just not, it's just a, it's just like a, they can say it won't affect it because they don't want you to think that it will, but Mm -hmm. like, there's no way to deny that. Like, like that's how it works. I am hoping that the ball has already been rolling a lot because I, 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 I can see you can see that like 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 for example like the Javits Center is like a well functioning machine totally. right now like I know someone who is vac- vaccinated there and it was like ten thousand people in one day or something yeah which is amazing so my mom went yesterday that's amazing that it, she said it took longer to walk from her car to the place than to like do amazing. the vaccination so yeah. they seem Somebody's to be moving doing quickly. their job. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It it has been. And like, maybe it will continue to sort of just work out by the grace of the people who are not focusing on Andrew Cuomo's like foibles. Mm-hmm. Right. But, he's like, mm-hmm. I bet it's just that he's busy and distracted so he can't yell at anyone so they can just like do it. That's also another option. Let's be optimistic and say it'll help. Yeah, I just hope I need to get it before he bans bans young women from getting it out of retribution. <laughs> If you won't fuck me, you can't get the vaccine. Oh my Jesus. god! <laughs> I mean, you never know. You Amy never literally know. just had a president who ran his entire administration 
four years Truly. long that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. If he does resign, he the role would be filled by Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hockel. Um, she would be New York's first female governor. I read a bit about her this morning. She's definitely on the more conservative side for a Democrat. She definitely has more of like a Buffalo vibe than like a New York City vibe. But there are a lot of conservative Democrats and Republicans in New York State. It's a big ass state. Do you know if she's part of the IDC? She's not. No. Okay. So no. that's positive. She's no, definitely not. She's like, apparently they don't have a close working relationship, but she has always been happy to hitch herself to his wagon. I understand that strategy. Yeah. It's probably smart. He shoves um, his wagon ahead of anybody else's. So I mean, like, right, and she's like, I just don't want to get close enough that um, I get right. wrapped up in it. Do we have any dream 2022 candidates, though, if he stays or if Kathy gets to um, occupy the seat, she reportedly would run again in 2022. But who would we love to see run in 2022? Can't believe I haven't thought about this. Um, I think Letitia James. And I think she's considering it. Anyone but de Blasio. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. just think about like the all of the black women leaders that are so effective and it's just such a waste of such an important office, like the governor of New York, like this could be the most progressive model for the rest of the country. And he has done some good things, but you just see how many opportunities he's squandered. Like it has to be a woman. It's gotta be a lady. Yeah, totally. I I've been like so frustrated with national politics that like, I was like, you know, I would love to do like a hard focus on state politics in 2022, you know, and Mm -hmm. of New York, because that's where I live, obviously. And like, you know, the the mayor is coming up and it's just like, I want to make New York like the most progressive state. (laughs) Like I want us to be like Vermont and like, you know, like even better in Massachusetts. The fact that there's no legal weed in New York, but there is like in Virginia. Absurd. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Why, why do you need to pay crazy taxes when you can tax marijuana? Yeah. yeah. Why do I have to commit a crime several times a month? <laughs> New York City is <laughs> the, of one it. of the rich is like the one of the richest cities in the world, if not like the top two. I think like Hong Kong might be richer or something. But it's like also it's like and if we're able to like with the marijuana, obviously, but like we are so much like prison reform that needs to happen here, like especially. And I think that is like it could be a model for the rest of the country. Yeah. Later this week, we have Elise and I interviewed Eliza Orleans, who yes. is so dope. And you will listen to that. And if you live in New York, you will feel really hyped to pay really close attention to politics. She is running for district attorney. And one question we asked her that I didn't expect her to have such like an overwhelming response to, we were like, how is New York a model? And she didn't just say like, yes, it's a model because people replicate it. But she's like, you know, Cy Vance chose not to go after Harvey Weinstein. She chose not to go after Donald Trump. And those men went on to terrorize the entire country in various ways. So it's not just about modeling. It's like there are a lot of people in New York, a lot of rich people, a lot of rich people do bad things. We yeah. need to get that under control now before they go run for office and hurt a lot of women permanently. Yes, we just totally. turn the whole New York government over to to the women, I think. I yeah, would be okay yeah. with that. I would be happy with that. <laughs> I think, I think that would be a good idea. Do a Lipa for first head of city council. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I tweeted this morning that I think uh, Beyonce and Megan the Stallion have to be the senators from Texas. Yeah. Like oh, the best wow. people to ever come I out mean, of Texas. Anyone but Ted Cruz. So Anyone but Ted Cruz. Anyone but who we have now. Like the whole thing needs oh, like yeah. an age one rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
Let's pivot to our next story, which is the abduction and murder of 33-year-old London resident Sarah Everard. So this story has sort of been in, in the air for about a week. She disappeared walking home in London on March 3rd, and she was found dead about a week later, 50 miles away. She took a longer route that was well-lit and very populated. She wore shoes that she could run in. She checked with her boyfriend before leaving. She was a woman, like a lot of us that live in cities, where she took the steps that people say you're supposed to take to protect yourself. She was still abducted and murdered, in fact, by a police officer, uh, a man named Wayne Cousins, 48, who's been arrested in connection with her death. Following this, London police reportedly went door-to-door in the area to tell women to stay indoors for their safety. Presumably, this was before they caught uh, Cousins. But it's this that's motivated a really strong response from women in the country who say law enforcement and men in general need to do more to stop other men from hurting us instead of us paying the price for violent misogyny by staying inside. It didn't help at all that there was a really heavy police presence at a vigil honoring Sarah over the weekend. Officers used aggressive hands-on tactics to disperse the peaceful crowd. Their rationale was that the vigil had been canceled for COVID restrictions, um, but I don't really know why that meant they had to tackle women just trying to lay flowers on a grave. The tragedy and the subsequent protests have really spurred women across the country and the world to share the fear they experienced just getting from one point to another and how exhausting that hypervigilance can be. That's why I don't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Not it's COVID, but also like I just, it's safer here. You know. Well, actually, as I was thinking about this, like I have felt more unsafe during the early times of COVID because the streets were bare and there was nobody there. So part of being like a woman feeling safe in the city is like, you never get on a subway car. Where there's only one person. Like you don't really want to be in a square block radius where there's only one person, especially if that one person is a man. Um, I don't know how to talk about this story because obviously people, this has led to women sharing all of the things that they do and trying to convey how tiring that is and how obnoxious it is. But what's the solution? You know, what, what, what women are obviously part, I'm not saying like, what do women want? I'm genuinely asking. Um, Women are obviously part of like a bad bargain as women in London are saying, and that we have to take on most of the burden of us not being murdered. I mean, the fact that they like went and told them to stay inside is so like Victorian era, like stay inside ladies, because we, that is the only way we can protect you. It's like, there are abusers at home too. You know, like, like most people are less safe inside. I don't know, because honestly, it seems like there is no sacred space that or like way that women can protect themselves. Like even I, it made me think of like this one time sitting on a crowded subway car coming home from work that like a man airdropped me like a note that was like nice leggings. Like like she, like, like there's like even yeah. e- even in a crowded subway car, like they find a way to like invade your head space in some mm-hmm. way. So it's like. I don't know, like consequences maybe, or like maybe it becomes less cool to be such a dick. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Which which, which ties in perfectly with our former topic. Yeah. 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 It's really what it is, is, you know, men need to tell other men that what you're doing is fucking uncool and stop. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, I think it happens with, you know, Men, I think men always want to impress other men more than anything, including like straight men. So it's like, you know, and sometimes that can happen that way. You know what yeah. I mean? By like trying to impress them with stories about these women. So they have think this idea of that is 
but it's just like fed through. So it's, it's just all be, toxic masculinity. To it's a spectrum, it's not obviously. Cool, yeah. Not not right. Yeah. What about the fact that like male friendships, like there's all these studies that say like like men are l- less likely to have like close friends or to like be vulnerable with their friends, and it's because they're too busy bragging about like the women they fuck because they think that makes them right. seem cool. So there's no vulnerability. So there's no relationships, and like I do feel like that is a good point for where some of these like norms could change but because there's but because these male relationships are built off of like bluster that uh, you can't have that like no locker one's gonna be room like talk. yeah yeah exactly locker, like, quote, quote quote locker room talk like that's fucking bullshit like yeah like the second that shit started happening like the fact that i mean we want to talk about that man but you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it's it's it is what it is like and it's so it's like that just needs to be completely unacceptable like that's yes. when it's, it's just locker term like no fuck you that is not locker like that's not acceptable you know so it's and gross it and it's be- like premeditation of a crime actually well it all just mm-hmm. feeds into the idea that men are entitled to women and that builds and builds and builds and builds and up to the point where a man snatches a woman off of the street and murders her but what about I mean, he's a police officer he's a like, police what officer about exactly there that's the thing is like well, how do we address this? Like, how do we reconcile wanting to keep women safer on the streets while also advocating for less police presence in our communities for various reasons? Number one, because we don't mm-hmm. always know that police will be there to protect us. They perpetrate these crimes, mm-hmm. not infrequently. Um, it's a really challenging topic. I mean, I think it's useful to share with I don't know. I don't know the useful response. I think it's useful to share with men. Like I've seen a lot of TikToks like, Hey, don't walk so close to us right now. Or, you know, I guess it would be a little bit, I guess it would be nice if like walking around New York, I felt like every man was available to me if I needed to be like, Hey, can you just like hold my hand for a sec? I feel nervous about this. Like, I don't know. I, I, that's not something I do now, but I don't know. Men of New York, just be on guard. If like anyone ever looks, I, I don't know. I don't know the solution, but Maybe the solution is like not p- possible because they're because of how men are socialized. Like maybe yeah. we're not there yet because like there aren't enough sensitive. I don't even don't have to be sensitive. To well, I guess like the vigilance is like if we 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 are super vigilant, but we are only one person, and like I don't think men walk around the neighborhood when the sun's going down thinking as much as we are. They're thinking I need to look around and be on guard for things that hurt me. But maybe the solution is like, you need to be on guard looking at things that could hurt me if I'm around you and hurt all of us. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, like as a species, we still prey on each other. And like, yeah. we have to be on guard for like all of our sakes. Women, women already do this. Like there's been times where I've been, you know, cornered by a, a person that was asking one time I got some guy asking for directions and I ignored him because I thought he was like asking to give me a haircut and he cornered Sorry. me. That happens in New York all the time. There's people yeah. that go around like, where do you get your haircut? And like, normally they know that you don't really want to deal with them. Like, I wasn't rude. I was just like, no, thanks. I'm good. And he cornered me and put his hands on me. And he was like, how dare you speak to me that way? Like, I was just asking for directions. And this woman, she didn't do anything. She didn't get involved, but she just stood there until he left and like made sure that I was okay. No man did that. It was in the middle of the day. But this like little old, this little woman in her sixties just stood with me and looked me in the eye and waited for it to all be okay. Cause she knew she couldn't intervene because we were both at risk there. You know, who could have intervened and not been at risk? A big man. And they did it. Yeah. I mean, this is what you're saying about how like humans prey on each other. Like the society is broken (laughs) in a lot of ways. Like 
it, you look everywhere and it's sort of like str- might wins, like strength wins, mm-hmm. money wins. Like, and when that is sort of like the value system and the way it is, and you know, everyone wants to just sort of be safe for themselves. Like it, mm. th- th- it's a, it's a really just broken <laughs> Like we kind of live in a really broken place. I was, I've been thinking a lot about how I watch so many British crime dramas that revolve around men killing young women. And then to see it actually happen is very strange and jarring. And I do think a lot about if we need to keep making shows about this um, or if we could go about it in a better way. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Fall. The Fall is so fucking good because it's the same concept, but the sort of guiding principle that comes up in later seasons is that like what we're saying, like men are pathetic and they can't use their brains and they murder us because they're insecure pieces of shit. And that's how we have to like pursue this. Like That's sort of, it's like the most misinterest amazing thing, but it's like, it's the idea that it's like they, they are, we can't control them. Like they, we have to be scared of them all the time because they are weak and they can't understand that we have power now. Obviously that's a generalization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring up the thing about media too, is that I have a real issue with it. Like I yeah. don't like violence. And I, so I watch a lot of bullshit. I watch like survivor and I watch movies. And so when I watch a movie and it has unexpected violence in it, that's like very realistic. I, I'm like traumatized. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I watched a movie the other day and I didn't know that this was going to happen. And I just like broke down. It was awful. Yeah. I can't. (laughs) I I lost a friend who was murdered like five years ago and it was murdered by a man. And I just like, it's just really tough when it's everywhere too at the same time, entertainment. And it's like, and it's sort of presented in a way where people don't realize the effects it has, you know? Totally. And so I'm just like, why would you just throw this gratuitous scene that has nothing to do with anything just for the shock value of it? And so I'm just, I was just like, it just like ruined my evening because I was like pissed off and upset. So it's just like, I, even like with that stuff, like yeah. we need to, I, I need to make sh- like trigger warnings and. Right. Like, does there need to be fucking 25 seasons of SVU? I yeah. love watching SVU, but we it just normalizes this idea that women are victims and men hurt us, which is true. And it happens to a very large percentage of women. But I don't know. I try, I've been trying to think more critically about my like true crime, how much true crime I yeah. ingest and how normalized it is. And um, I don't know. We use it as entertainment without realizing that these are real issues and those monsters are out there. And like, it's not a fantasy of how we solve it. Like, we have to solve it for real. Yeah. I, So it's interesting what you're saying about true crime. And like, I used to be so much more into those like gory, terrible, triggering, violent things when I myself was much less happy. Now, Mm -hmm. like I'm talking like probably seven or eight years ago, like it never bothered me to watch something like scary or like traumatizing. Now I like literally can't watch anything that isn't me neither. (laughs) kind of pleasant yeah. with the exception of the sopranos because i've seen it a thousand yeah. times yeah. and it's like yeah well like yeah. that's why it's like internally will be like why do you watch the avengers i'm like because they're like shooting each other Big. with laser beams like obviously right. that's not really ha- like happening like yeah that's why but- yeah i can't even watch i tried to watch the sopranos in quarantine and i and i couldn't for a lot of the same reasons it's like 
there are enough terrible people. I'm constantly yeah. watching terrible yeah. people. I don't, we don't need, why do we know this show's about murder? It's like, there's enough murder. I don't need to watch this. It's not entertainment. I don't know. I don't mm. know if that plays a role in the normalizations because everybody's very, very shocked by what happened here. But there's plenty of like, even when I think about the fall, like the, the murderer in that show is, is really humanized and in a way that can be uncomfortable sometimes. Um, and I don't know, I've just been thinking a lot more of that if we need to be retelling these stories over and over again, as if it's like a, a fantasy and something that not doesn't happen and something we don't need to be worried about where, you know, I saw some guy, a guy, this British guy that they talked to in an interview made a really good point. He's like, yeah, of course, 95% of the time, 99% of the time, this doesn't happen, but 1% of the time it does and somebody's murdered. So that's enough times, a big enough percentage to be on guard for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely get in touch with us if you have strong feelings about this in terms of solutions. Obviously, we were searching for them, but I know everyone's feeling really uneasy about this story. And it does seem like an opportunity to come to some understandings about how we can all feel safer and keep each other protected. Also, everyone, tomorrow is such an exciting day at Betches. We have a whole new rebrand, relaunch. All of our newly designed stuff looks amazing. And we are so, so excited for you to see it. So make sure you're checking out us tomorrow on social at Betches underscore sup, the website, www.betches.com, all across Twitter. You're going to like what you see. We can't wait to show you. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.